0: Hey folks, I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Eric.
0: I teach people how to raise livestock on the land.
1: And I teach people the Bible.
0: I play a little banjo.
1: And I play bass.
0: I'm a passionate bow hunter.
1: And I'm a diehard Badgers fan.
0: Together we're just two common folk trying to pursue Jesus.
1: And live out our faith beyond Sunday's sermon. Good
0: morning, Eric. Good morning. How you doing?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Got to watch some football. Yeah. that was good uh, I don't know I don't I wasn't really super rooting for one team or another and so it's like it's fun to watch it that way but it also kind of takes away some of it too because you're not emotionally invested
0: do you think the games panned out the way everyone was expecting
1: yeah probably I mean I think it's it's a bummer with the Brock Purdy for the 49ers getting hurt I would have loved to see that be like a true game that kind of got out of hand pretty fast, um, but I think the Chiefs Bengals went right down to the wire, which people were, were definitely expecting. So that was good, but yeah. otherwise my weekend was good. Got to hang out with some people. It is freezing this morning. Yes. So uh, that's something.
0: I froze my face off doing chores this morning. yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, it, it definitely, uh, it's winter and uh, nature is reminding us that it is winter. It's so. also
0: cold in here. <laughs> It's I've not the, too bad. I've got the heat blasting, but we got maybe warm. I should have come out a couple hours early and no, start it.
1: That's what the coffee's for. Yeah. The coffee is warming us up. Um, so what are we talking about today?
0: Well, this is like our first actual podcast because last time we set the table, mm-hmm. and now today we're actually going to do what we talked about doing, which is kind of looking back on uh, the previous sermon and just having a uh, casual discussion about how it applies absolutely you you were just telling me that you had talked to a couple guys about the podcast and you were pleased or surprised by their reaction
1: yeah well you never like anytime you're gonna do something like this it's like it's fun to think about it but the big question is like are people actually does anyone want to listen to it like like that's kind of the big thing and so it was it was encouraging to see some guys from our church actually be like excited about the idea of um you know they, they listen to the Sunday morning sermon and sometimes it is hard to really go okay like how do I apply this to my life and so um to to feel like oh this is a very accessible way to have that conversation. They, they were asking questions about, you know, how they can find it. And so that's encouraging because it makes me think that maybe people want to listen to what we're saying.
0: Yeah. And I think even, even when there's a very good sermon that is taught in a very practical way, that still doesn't automatically translate to figuring out how to live that out the rest of the week. Like, Sometimes it's just hard because of how busy and difficult life is
1: it's two it's two totally different things, and we see this in the Bible too like like Jesus taught very officially when you look at the Sermon on the Mount where it's like you can tell it's spoken to a crowd. And then he also had these, these just personal conversations with his disciples. And, and you need both. You really can't take one away from the other. Um, so, I mean, I think it is. It's just an opportunity to better, like, match how Jesus taught. And anytime yeah. that I can better match how Jesus did it, that's always a slam dunk for me. And so this, I, I really just am excited about this opportunity to kind of get more into the, you know, I can only meet with so many people in a week and it's kind of my favorite thing to do. But, um, you know, hopefully this, this allows me to, to reach a few more people with that.
0: So with that being said, I would say what you've been teaching the last couple of weeks is perfect for what we're talking about. So you've been basically going through the Lord's Prayer. And what does the Bible say? And and what actually, what does Jesus say about how to pray and how to talk to him? And uh, it's a very practical and actually tangible um, teaching about how to just stay connected to him um, in our everyday life.
1: Absolutely. And I think, and you know, it, it really was, it started with just a challenge that, that I gave our church to like, I, I want you guys to pray every day. And I, I found anytime you like challenge somebody to do something, um, you need to make sure that you've, you've equipped them to do it. It's like, it, it's, it's easy to be like, I want you to do this. But if you haven't given the tools, then it's not really fair. You know, so that was kind of like, well, if I'm going to challenge us, then I need to make sure I've I've provided the right teaching so that people have everything they need to do it.
0: Yeah, I I grew up going to Catholic school uh, from kindergarten through graduation, and um, I knew the Lord's Prayer by heart. I still do. Um, and I never really thought a whole lot about it when I prayed it and I'm I mean I'm grateful for that now in hindsight that I was taught to memorize that prayer but I never really knew what it was and like the gift that it was to us it's basically like an instruction for us or a template it's a template
1: it's awesome because I think for most of our lives especially as an adult What's, like, hard, at least for me, and maybe no one else will even um, connect with this, but, like, what I loved about being, like, a kid is, like, w- the right way to do stuff was clearly communicated. Like, you understood. Like, I got an A on that paper. I did my, my chores for that day. And, and life was, like, you knew if you were doing well and you knew if you weren't. And there was, like, a security and a comfort in, like, clearly understanding, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the mark. Or I'm not. And as you become an adult, things tend to get more murky where it's like a lot harder to know like, am I doing a good job? And so anytime that especially with my faith, I can look and Jesus is like, here's how you do it. Do it this way. It just it brings me back to that level of security of like, if I just follow what he's saying, I can have that, like, hey, I'm I'm being obedient, I'm I'm hitting the mark. And and I love anytime I can take away the vagueness for myself and the faith, take away the murkiness and the cloudiness. It just is, it is, it's such a place of comfort for me. And I love that we have this, where Jesus is like, I'm going to tell you exactly how to pray. Just just follow this. Um, so I love that I can share that with people.
0: What's really interesting about that, when you think about it, is often templates are for getting people started. It's for people who don't have experience it's for the newbies. Yeah. This isn't the case with the Lord's Prayer, because here you are, uh, someone who is a ways down the road in your faith journey. I guess me as well. And we rely on this maybe more now than we ever have.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, and I think it's, so it can do both. I always think of, because we're both musicians, I think of like like setting a, like a pedal up, mm-hmm. like um, you, you always, it wouldn't make any sense to like never save your settings because it's like then every single time you play, you have to like start from square one. Uh, so, so it's good to have like, here's my template of like, every time I turn my pedal on, it goes to here. Because even as you get more advanced, you're gonna tweak it, but it gives you a place to tweak it from and it saves you just so much time and energy of having to start from scratch and reinvent the wheel every single time you play. And so I think it's both. I think templates are great for beginners who are like, I don't really know how to do this. But it's also for those who know, it also is like, why reinvent the wheel every single time you do it? This gives you the freedom to tweak things, but a place to start where you're not starting from square one every time.
0: Yeah. And I guess on top of that is it's kind of like a game plan so whether you're talking football or military or any other thing that you could be doing that you have to like plan for and practice or rehearse for like the reason you do that is because when the pressure is ratcheted up or when the heat is turned up the heat of battle or the game hits its tensest moments and and we can't really uh, process things like we can when everything is settled down, that's when we need to revert back to that template that we've run through time and time again. And so, in one respect, it can be easy to criticize rote prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't that, right. because this is instruction straight from Jesus yes. that's found in the Word. Um, but I think that's why people like us, who are ways down that road, continue to lean heavily on this, because life doesn't get easier, right. as we get older, life gets more difficult for a lot of reasons. And so there are constant opportunities to get flustered and to lose, totally abandon the game plan. And that's where this prayer, and this template, really comes, becomes the most uh, valuable to us.
1: Absolutely, and I think I think you you nailed it. Of like, when things when your emotions get all over the place, because that's just the reality. Is like sometimes our emotions just get the best of us, and when you can have something solid to, to really be like, but I know what this is. Like my emotions are kind of warping how I see everything right now, but I have this really solid thing that I know I can go back to and have some sense of stability in my life. That is so valuable because there's, and at least for me, there's been times in my life where it's like, man, there's not a lot that feels stable right now. Everything is kind of shaking and and I'm not quite sure. So to be like, I've got something I know, this is solid, this is true, that I can go back to. And I think even just, you know, with, with how I'm even trying to teach it to our congregation is like, if all you're doing is reciting it, then it's probably not doing much for you. Cause what's going to happen is like, you just, you're not even thinking about it. That's a good point. You're just saying the words. And so what I'm trying to teach is like, how do you every day like actually make this, have to think through each part and make it real for you that day. So that's where I go back to, like, there's always tweaking. Like, it, it shouldn't just be like, all right, I recite it and I'm done. But it, it, it instead of being like, man, I'm just, I'm broken today. I'm hurting today. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. And now I got to figure out how to even pray. It's like, no, I, I can go through this step by step and just make it real for me today.
0: And that's what a template is. Is it's something for you to fill in the blanks with what is relevant to you, like yeah. personalize it.
1: Yeah. And that's so helpful. Cause I even do that with my sermons where it's like I, I have an overall template of like this is how I write it to make sure that I'm not just writing my opinion. It's like if I follow this, I know it's gonna be scriptural. But every sermon's totally different. But it's like I start out and I I go step by step through this and by the time I'm done I've got a sermon that works. And so I think it is super valuable, especially for something like prayer that can be seen as very mystical, very Mm -hmm. overwhelming, very like, well, I'm just not the kind of person who can do that to make it very basic and simple and and to really be like, that's how God presented it. That's how Jesus presented it was like, this is not some crazy mystical thing. Do it this way. and, And you got it.
0: So you spent some time digging into each component of this. And and the one I want to talk about is give us this day our daily bread. So the daily bread. Yeah. And there's some key parts to that, but daily. So the, the focus is on what we need each day. And so you really emphasize that, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Just focus on today. And that's what this is about. But I think the other thing that I want to emphasize on right now is the importance of use, utilizing this model daily. Yeah. Not just when you feel like you need it. Not just every once in a while. And I want to be careful to not sound like we're going down the legalistic road with that. But, but it is we have been instructed to do this daily
1: yeah well and i i i know i need to be cautious because i like for myself i tend to be i can i can lean into that legalistic where it's like once i decide hey this is what i'm doing like come hell or high water that's what i'm doing but it's also like i you know i could i could say hey you probably shouldn't you know drink arsenic and you'd be like well you're being legalistic and it's like I guess I am but like it's really bad for you to do that and I would say the same thing is when you look at the Lord's prayer it's like this is all designed around consistency like that's that's really you know we we, even just talking about asking for forgiveness and forgiving people it's like if you do it every day, it is so much less overwhelming to deal with 24 hours of where you might've fallen short than like, I haven't done this in a month. And oh my goodness, the, the mountain of ways I've fallen short is just overwhelming. And I think that if you look through the Lord's prayer, it's all designed around doing this daily. And it's like, why wouldn't you Want to do this? Like that's just that's my question. Is like you get to you get to connect with the creator of the universe that loves you, that knows you, that has a plan for you, that wants to pour into you. Like why would you not? I, it's it's such a privilege that we get to do it daily.
0: So that just made me picture my cattle. You knew this was coming. Here I love comes it. An I love it. So my cattle are outside all winter long. Mm-hmm. Um, they're. They, there's one water that they that is a special water that stays unfrozen. It's mm-hmm. supposed to, as long as it works right, <laughs> all winter long. And so they create a path to that. So even if we get a lot of snow, and there's times where it's like, for me, knee-deep or even more snow out there, uh, which is not easy to walk through for me or them. Mm-hmm. But if they're going back to that water daily, they're creating a path, and yeah. it, and regardless of how much snow there is, it's not that tough for them. Yes. And that's kind of how I think of my own personal prayer and devotion life is there are times where I do it because I've made it part of my daily routine, and there's there are times where I feel like I'm doing it out of sheer obedience. Um mm-hmm just because I know I need to but but it's like I'm not feeling it that day right but then but then not too long later a couple days or whatever there'll be a moment where I'm like that is why I do this every day because there was like a breakthrough this morning or there was something like I god told me something or and I just am a strong proponent of daily routine of prayer and devotion and I journal as well and and I that's something we can talk about some other time but journaling I think is a really valuable uh tool because it's a way to look back and see all the places where God came through
1: absolutely and I I mean I think you nailed it it's it's so we were talking last night um that's what I actually watched the games with Jason last night, and I was talking about how there was a time in my life where I, I had lost about 100 pounds, and I remember one of the things that changed in my head is, like, instead of going, like, I have to eat healthy food, it's, like, I get to eat healthy food. And that change is, like, it cannot be overstated how, that, how much that changes how you view everything. is like, no, like, I get to give my body this really great nutrients it's like be good to my body how amazing is it that i'm in a position where i'm able to give my body really good strong healthy food and you start to view it as a privilege of like man not everybody even has this option of giving their body this good food and and that's what with prayer it's like i don't want anyone to ever say i have to pray today i think that's like you get to pray today i mean you think of the old testament the idea that the Holy of Holies, the presence of God, literally one person once a year got to go into that. And they would tie a rope around their ankle in case the presence of God killed them, they could pull them out because no one else was allowed to go in there. And and that's when when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn that kept there. And we get to do that every day. And just, to me, it's like, blows my mind to even think I have to do this. Like, I guess I should do my chores today. It's like, what an unbelievable privilege that we have to enter the presence of God every that, single day.
0: That's called perspective. Yeah. And and that is something I was thinking about this morning. Um, as I was walking out to my cattle to do my chores, um, that happens to be the time where I connect. It's one of the best opportunities for me to connect with God. And sometimes often it's more, it's feels to me even more fruitful than my devotion time in the morning when I sit down. But I don't think that happens without starting out the day the way I do in the morning. And, and I, the reason I believe that happens is because I believe Um, Every morning when we start out with prayer and, you know, to go back to the Lord's prayer, kind of following that template, that is what changes our perspective on everything.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's also what we see in the Bible is like God does the miracles and we we don't earn them. It's not like we earn miracles in our life. But when you look all throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, there's always some act of really mundane obedience that, like, unlocks it in the life of a Christian. Like, I don't really know. Like, you can look in the Old Testament, even, like, like something like the walls of Jericho. It's like, walk around the walls. Like, did that actually, like physically do anything no but it was like the mundane i don't really feel like doing this obedience and all throughout the old testament you see where god's like i'm gonna do this crazy thing here's what you do and it'd be so easy to view that as like, well, that's, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. But it's like it's that mundane obedience that somehow just opens the door. And, that, like, and sometimes it is the matter of sitting down and going through what you know you need to talk to God about. And then it's like that opens the door for just these really powerful moments of connection that, like you said, I don't think would happen if you didn't sit and do just the obedient work that you're asked to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Boy, you left me speechless there. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I'm trying to think because we, I mean, we've gone through a lot of the parts and I know that the daily bread, that was the most powerful one for me. Yeah. even preparing it. Cause that's what just full disclosure. I, I struggle worrying about tomorrow. That's like, that's my big thing that I gotta, I gotta get under control. And it was, so when I was preaching that, I was like, all right, God, I, this is for me. Um, just this idea that like, you know, there's things that you can do today to make tomorrow better. And and so you should do them cause that is today's problems because right. you can do it today. And separating what are the things I can actually do today to make tomorrow better and, and tackle those. But then really being like, what are the things I'm worried about tomorrow that I, I can't change, that I can't control? Either they're going to happen or they're not. And like learning to actually let that go and not let any of my energy go to those things that I can't actually change. And that's to me that's such a challenging practice that you have to hold yourself accountable and I think it's a skill kind of like you talked about with with the cows walking down the path. It's like, you know, scientists are basically finding like the way that we think creates paths in our brains. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a sledding hill. Like the more you have a certain thought the, the easier it is to go back to that, and the more it kind of pulls you into that groove. And I think-good or bad. Good or bad. And I think that so many of us, you know, based on our childhood or, or, or our past, have just learned to just live in worry of trying to control everything. Like, like we, we almost feel like we are able to control everything or we should be able to control everything and so we're constantly putting that pressure on ourselves to like control everything and that was never ours that was we never had the power to do that and so it's like retraining your brain to just identify what do I actually have control over all right I'm gonna do the work I'm not gonna be lazy like if there's something I can do I'm gonna do it but where, where are the things that it's like, hey, either this is going to happen or it's not, and I can't really control it, so I let it go. I pray on it, I give it to God, and then I let it go. I feel like that's a skill that, if we could develop as Christians, would really be beneficial to us.
0: Yeah. I think um, things. another way of putting it is, left alone, things get out of order really fast. And if you look at how the Lord's Prayer starts out, it's you're starting out with, like, housekeeping, putting things back in order. Yep. Our Father in heaven. Like, yep. you're in heaven. You're in control, not me. Yeah. I've been trying to be in control, and it's not working. Right. You're in control. And, and like I said, left alone, the natural progression is for things to get out of order and messed up in a hurry.
1: Yeah that's a great point. And I think your word perspective, even, I think the the whole first part of the Lord's prayer is like, let's get things in perspective here. Like, Mm -hmm. like let's see the world correctly. And, and that's just, even that is amazing to me at how often if I don't really stick to the, the prayer life that I know I'm called to have, how often I realize like, I'm just, I'm not even seeing the world correctly. Like, like I'm not even seeing this right. So how could I possibly be taking on these challenges in front of me when like I don't even see the world as it really is? Like like, like you said, Jesus in heaven and just even my purpose is to just have his kingdom enter into the world wherever I go, bring his kingdom in. Sometimes you lose sight of that where you're like, well, my goal is to to do this, to achieve that, to build this. And it's like... It just brings you right back to, nope, here's really your whole purpose. And it is such a centering thing of just getting your perspective right. And that's why I think any time that like, you're going to do anything important, you want to make sure you're seeing stuff clearly oh, before yeah. you do it.
0: Well, and then you put into consideration the fact that everyone else who you do life with, to any extent, just... If, whether it's people that, who you live with or it's people who uh, are kind of far off acquaintances, there's all these people that we're interacting with all the time and they're all kind of struggling with the same things. They're all getting, um, their life gets cluttered as well if left alone. And so now there's all these opportunities for us to bump into each other and opportunities to get offended. And we haven't even gotten to that part of the prayer yet where we're instructed to, um, basically we're asking the Lord to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive everyone else's around us. But it's like you can't even get to that point without first putting him in his place and us getting out of his place.
1: You nailed it. And, and tell God is God, we can't be what we're supposed to be. And it's like, why on earth would we ever forgive somebody when we're on the throne? Like, right? because that's, that's the crazy thing about God being the king is kings aren't humble. So it's like, kings don't forgive. Kings hold on and make people pay. And as long as we view ourselves as the king of our story, forgiveness is just like ridiculous. But as soon as we put God on that throne... Realize he has set the tone by forgiving us, then that makes sense. Then it finally makes sense to forgive. And so I think that might even be maybe because I know this week we're finishing the Lord's Prayer. So maybe on next week's podcast, we really do try to take a step through. But I think even just this talking through the value of daily prayer right. is so important because if you don't see the value, it doesn't i don't want to teach you if you're like well but i don't even think it's important you know i think just seeing the value first is huge
0: yeah and i think we maybe talked a little more theologically about the prayer than than what we maybe were i, I shouldn't say that we were intending on but what we didn't touch a whole lot in is like how we've seen it work in our own lives and that could be something else that we could dive into as well. Absolutely.
1: Um, well, and that's what I love about just doing conversation style is it's that that's what makes it very different than teaching. Teaching it's like here's my goal, here's the points I need to hit, and conversation is more of like where does this go and where where do we want to talk about? And so um I think yeah, maybe next time that'd be a good one to to hit on, but we'll see, maybe we'll go a totally different direction again and that's so okay. So what,
0: what what would be a take home for people to take with them after this conversation
1: for me and i'd love to hear your thoughts too for me it's just as simple as uh find the value in prayer um get yourself to where it feels like a privilege um because if you don't if it feels like a responsibility like you said there's always going to be days where you're like okay i'm not feeling it today but overall i still View this as a privilege, and I still see the value in it. It's like you have to get yourself to where you're like, I get to pray instead of I have to pray. You got to start there.
0: Yeah, I think I might have two. Um, this will be something that I'll say a lot, I'm sure, on this podcast. But man, just daily devotion. I the, what I've seen it do in my life alone uh, has just been huge. Um, it takes. A lot of intentionality. I mean, I I get up earlier than most people I know, except for maybe a few dairy farmers who still get up earlier than me. But um, I started doing that probably 12, at least 12 years ago now. And I felt that I needed to do it because I was a new dad. And I was Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm leading people now. I, I need to up my game. Yeah. And so that really pushed me to do it, and I just haven't broken the habit. And like I said, there's been days where it was out of more of obedience than anything, but then there's been days where it was like, wow. And so I just really encourage people, as hard as it might be, make it a priority. The other one is, there as I alluded to earlier there was a portion of my life where I probably didn't appreciate the Lord's Prayer the way that I do now um, mostly because I memorized it as a kid and didn't really think about it but now I'm at a point where it's like I want my kids to know this by heart because wherever they go they'll have it with them
1: that's awesome Yeah,
0: and there's I'm an advocate for anyone memorizing any scripture, but this one's particularly different because because of the fact that it's a template that can be applied to whatever situation someone finds himself in in life.
1: Well, and it's such a—not only is it a template, not only is it biblical— it's, it's from the mouth of our Savior. And he doesn't just say, here, I'm going to pray now. He literally says, here's how to do it. And that's such a, there's very few places in the Bible where it is so just like, here it is. Do it like this. And so anytime you have it where it's so clearly communicated by Jesus, it's like that is such a valuable piece of gold to have yeah. in your life. Well, that's awesome. Do you want to you wanna close us in prayer? Sure.
0: Awesome. It sounds good. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that uh, two guys can meet together and just talk this stuff through and it honors you and you don't expect it to be polished or anything grand um, and that you're just that simple. And uh, we just pray that Uh, through this conversation that we have, that people will come to know the simplicity that is you and how approachable you are. And that's what this is all about. So we just thank you for uh, everything that you do for us and everything that you teach us. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen.